The You Can't Make This Up podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So after this episode and some big laughs, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast. 15 minutes where you can dive into the unforgettable, hilarious stories that are the essence of educators' lives in schools. On the last episode, you heard this. In front of them, they were like traumatized. One of their moms called me and she said, Kenley cannot go to sleep. <laughs> the stories shared on this podcast are all true, but any names have been changed. I'm Dr. Matthew X. Joseph. Are you ready to hear another unbelievable story where you'll likely be laughing or shaking your head or saying, you can't make this up? I am ready. So let's do it. Okay. And so every student from each group, they sent one person up and they had a fly swap. One minute later, boom, it starts up again with and then two, he's just been all over my lanyard. He's, he's been touching me. Oh, oh no. And the shot goes. He starts going off the rails. On this episode of the podcast, we talked to Dr. Frank Raneski, author of 50 Great Things Leaders Do, and the recently released book, Fired Up Leadership from Codebreaker. Frank, I hope you're ready because here we go. Alright, we are back and as always and this week has been a pleasure to meet so many amazing educators and just to connect and talk and to hear their stories. And before we even came on, had a chance to chat about all things education, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, it's been awesome. But I'm thrilled to welcome in somebody. It was one of the real first books I really dove into in this leadership lens. He wrote 50 Great Things Leaders Do. And what I like about that, and when I read it, it's funny, I just read a tweet today from Jillian Du Bois who said she didn't think she was a leader because she didn't have the title or the education. But one of the things that that book, 50 Great Things Leaders Do, talks about the action of leadership, and it's great. So I'm thrilled to, to welcome the author in here today. He also has a new book coming out. I'm going to, or book out, and I'll let him talk more uh, about that. But welcome in Dr. Frank Raneski. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Matt, hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And I got to tell a little bit about you. And the, oh, one thing, the one thing I see is that you enjoy life. When I see you post a picture, I don't care if you're running through the woods at 10 <laughs> degrees or running down the sidewalk at 100 degrees, your smile lights up the internet. And I'm thanking you for that because you 
enjoy life. And as soon as, as soon as I look at you, I'm like, man, that dude enjoys life. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta connect with him. I, I like lovers of life. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, thank you for that. Well, thanks. It's great. It's great to connect. And, and, you know, really for the first time in somewhat live form, we've connected through Twitter chats and, and being part of now the Codebreaker team. Um, it's awesome to connect and see you and, and, and chat with you. So I see a, a lasting friendship and, and connection as well. So you're on here for being part of the education field. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. Wow. Well, first, my my journey as an educator was <laughs> whew, crazy at best. I my first I went to school, undergrad school at the University of San Francisco, uh, pretty much because I grew up in a town where it just was not happening. And for a number of reasons, I said, hey, I know what I can do. I'll move. So I moved from uh, this town in not where I live now, but where I grew up and moved 3000 miles away and attended the University of San Francisco. So I needed a job. Wow. And in addition to uh, the other things I was doing, uh, scholarships, grants, I was poor. So basically I could go for free, which was cool. But <laughs> I still needed, still needed to get a job. <laughs> and uh, I saw at the employment office at school, elevator operator or magician at Fisherman's Wharf. So Heck, no brainer, man. I want to be a magician. At yeah, absolutely. No experience necessary. So that's what I did. They trained me in this magic shop and uh, eventually became a street performer and put myself through school that way. When I came back to New Jersey, that was the most fun job I ever had. <laughs> so I opened up a magic shop in the wild on the wild boardwalk anybody from new jersey knows where that is down south mm -hmm. uh, had that for three seasons october 1st every year they turned off my water on the boardwalk so i'm like okay uh got to do something else during the winter months i became a substitute teacher okay and when i was doing that i had a principal come came up that came up to me say you know what you really have a knack for for teaching why don't you check it out so i did uh, eventually hit the classroom for the first time and never really looked back as as an educator and I was on the cusp of a lot of different things in 1986-87 was my first full-time teaching job which before most of you guys were born no hey, you know I know I'm a lot younger I look a lot younger than I am I know I get that but uh, <laughs> it was uh imagine at that time there were no in in our state there were no curriculum standards there weren't in right. most things. It's a wild west it, 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 it really was and uh, because i went to school in san francisco i had a couple uh, i had a couple of uh, computer courses and they didn't okay. realize that the central processing unit was as big as a hallway you know the monitors <laughs> right. weren't but you know we were doing data punching and all kind of cool stuff so they said hey you know what we need you to open up uh this new computer lab we have with this grant that we're getting in the business department. I'm like, I'm your nice. guy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, there was no internet at the time there was, but only if you were uh, in right. the military. <laughs> Correct. So I had to go actually go to the library and, and check out all this. Uh, the only research at the time was the Apple classrooms of tomorrow because the PCs, yep. the apples just came out and they, the floppy disk held about 20 pages of text. Um, yeah, oh, I remember that, for sure. But the kids were picking it up quickly with the Commodore 64s and the Atari game consoles and, and all that stuff. So it, it, that was my calling, my passion, something that my first grade teacher told me I would find someday 
even though I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> so now I got this magic thing going on, which was a passion, a nice correlation to teaching. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was really cool. So some of the stories that I compiled for 50 Great Things Leaders Do uh, came from my first years of teaching. And I, I'll tell a quick story in a minute. But for 50 Great Things, I wanted to put 50 things in, in, in a jar, roll them out on the table, grab a handful, and you could become a better person and a better leader if you just did these things. And it didn't have to be in order. You didn't have to do one to do number two, to do number three, to do number right. four, et cetera. So then uh, when, you know, I had a first self-published edition, had a second edition through Justin's, and then uh, four years later came out with my mo most recent book through Codebreakers, Fired Up Leadership, which was actually uh, four domains and talking to Brian Aspinall added a fifth domain, uh, passion. So that kind of four domains kind of feed off each other in the fifth domain what you're excited about yeah and what you're passionate about will drive a lot of things in your life so there there is a lot going on there hit me up on twitter at dr frank rudd or instagram or email me and we, we could talk more individually about the books but one story in, in 50 great things leaders do was uh this one, one time um <laughs> We were having a fire drill, and the hallway I was in was B101. So, in a fire drill, what year walked, teacher were you? Oh, geez, I was a uh, second or third year, so okay, early in your the career, late, the late 1980s. Okay, so in, in my classroom, I had this uh, I had a file cabinet that I used to put my books on, uh, you know, maybe point a reference, go out, teach. You know, I was always a, right. a mover and a mover and a shaker. I so can the, tell the alarm rings go down. Uh, it's a really windy fall day. Uh, okay, now it's time to come in. We come back in, put my stuff back on the file cabinet, go out and, and teach. The class looks at me, kid in the first row starts laughing. So when you're oh, a new boy. teacher, some of the things you're like, what the heck are they laughing right, about? Right. You know, I don't know. So I go back behind the cabinet, get my stuff, go out again. Another kid laughs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, what? what What's, what's, what's going on? I mean, you right. know, we're talking, this was a high school. This is teenagers, you know, 15, 16, 17. Right, years. right. You can only imagine. So then finally, I, I, I go out again and some kid comes up because, hey, you have a leaf on your pants. So when the wind blew up, I had this leaf that stuck to, uh, I want to say, you know, if you've ever seen Adam and Eve, the pictures yeah. look like Adam. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a remote possibility, but, you know, fully, fully clothed, tie, college yeah. shirt with a leaf stuck to my pants. And I made a decision at that point, <laughs> if I was going to, you know how sometimes you are the brunt of a joke or people laugh at you, you don't, you're not able to laugh back at yourself. Right. So at that moment, I made a conscious decision unconsciously <laughs> that I was going to be able to to laugh at myself as an educator or I was never going to have a, a long career as an educator so <laughs> I went back behind the cabinet took the leaf off boom here we are let's uh, let's let's learn <laughs> and had many 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 stories about that but I learned early on in my career that relationship building is always a big part of not only teaching, but of, of leadership. And if you could get those kids connected to each other and to the community right. and to seeing themselves differently, then 
they act accordingly. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty that was that was a pretty funny thing. Yeah, no, and I think we have to, like you said, we can't take we can't take ourselves too seriously in this profession, but because there's so no, many no, of those really. stories that come up, right? There's so much bureaucracy that we that we have to put up with. That yeah, you need you need that laugh. You need that that the two or three three minutes of laugh every once in a while. And the kids they they perceive you differently. Like the first time they see you out away from the school at the mall, like hey, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm right. shopping. What, what are you right. doing? I buy here? I buy stuff too. Yeah, yeah. No, wow, really, wow. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of lot of stories like that. Now uh, you know, fast forward when um. Uh, a principal at the middle school. Okay. And same town? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, county, several counties away, actually, okay. still in southern New Jersey. And I found my niche in middle school. I didn't think I was going, I was going to like it because in, in high school, I was a coach, basketball coach, yep. uh, club facilitator, uh, you know, frozen turkey, bowling. I mean, all, all the nice. stuff that you could do with, with it, uh, you know, pre-adults that you, you can't maybe do with pre-adolescents. Right. So, but when I got down there, Matt, I found the beauty of my basketball game again, because I couldn't beat those high school kids in basketball, <laughs> but I'll be so. darned. There wasn't one eighth grader that could beat me in basketball. So perfect. You know, it, it was, it was, <laughs> which, which brings me to, to, to another story. The, All right. Uh, lay it on us. We had the, uh, the first year I was there, we started this climate and culture thing through, through a renaissance and we needed we needed a fundraiser uh, an eighth grader come came up to me and said hey uh let's have a you know a student against faculty basketball game i'm like yeah okay not one of you guys can beat me right, right you're, let's do it. that's let's been established it's been roll. established <laughs> so uh it was the students against the faculty like most schools have done before at some point whether it's basketball volleyball flag football right whatever well, you know, the first game we had, there were about 50 people in the stands and our colors were gold and blue. Okay. Well, two years later, a kid came up to me and said, I got an idea. How about, is that your dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, nice, he's nice, saying nice. hi. Nice. Hey, what's your dog's name? Gizmo. Gizmo. What's <laughs> happening, buddy? So um, the, the kid's idea was, and if you want an idea, go to a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> Every they'll time. tell you what, exactly what they want and you could do it sometimes enough. But anyway, he said, how about if instead of students against faculty, we have students and faculty on both sides and we'll have a blue team and a gold team. Well, whew, what common sense approach is that to building relationships? Absolutely. So, yeah. And from that point on, and we faculty and staff, we called staffalty, which is pretty, uh, international word these days uh so that's what we did and every year i was the captain of the gold team okay and it was it started the hype up uh, a couple weeks even went to a month before the game we would sell out the gym that's how much collegiality and friendly competition that we would get every year you know we'd have gold shirts uh, we eventually had them made up and one year i decided i was going to spray paint my sneakers gold okay so went to the hardware store got some gold paint and nice. it, it's on and <laughs> the kids from that point on swore that every day to school i wore gold shoes i didn't 
<laughs> but they swore I did. So now I gotta, you know, I now I gotta get a couple more pairs, spray paint my, my dress shoes. So they, nice. they always ask me, hey, where's your gold shoes? And I'm like, ah, I'll be right back. And I would go in the office and put them on and come out. Building Walk relationships from a silly, silly thing like that. Nowadays, gold shoes are prevalent. You can get them off the shelf. You right. Know, Nike you don't need I, to spray paint. Don't need to spray paint. I actually have sitting in my closet right now, five name brand pairs of gold sneakers. So right. usually when I go out and speak, I wear the gold shoes. It just gets, it gets me pumped up and in a place that I like to be. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let me, let me know when you need another story because I got, I, I have a million. All right. Well, give us one more and then we're going to tell everyone where to find you because everything, everything good comes in three. So let's, let's hit that third one. Okay. The third one is, uh, and it's in, it's in, uh, it's, my latest book, Fired Up Leadership, and parts. Nice. you could also get it in 50 Great Things Leaders, though. But um, the I was known in New Jersey as the principal on the lifeguard stand. And how did that come about? Well, uh, we were about 10 minutes from the two different beaches, and every okay. kid either skateboarded and surfed. So uh, the beach is a pretty, pretty big deal. So when we had a bad budget year, which in education, I was like, I was pretty much every pretty, year. It's the annual thing, right? Pretty much every year. Um, I had to make some non-instructional cuts. And one of the things I did was, unfortunately, uh, had to teach the kids how to clean their own tables. Now, wow, that's a novel approach. Right, how about so it? Clean up after yourself. Okay. A, a kid, again, came up to me and said, hey, look, Dr. R, how about if we build you a lifeguard stand? You could sit in the middle of the cafeteria. We could see you. You could see us. And because we like you and respect you, nobody's going to do anything inappropriate. And you could watch everybody clean off their tables. So fair enough. The kids did. They built me a lifeguard stand. Uh, one of the big auction items every year through our education foundation was uh, you get to sit in the lifeguard stand for a day. But when, when those kids come up with that idea, and you're able to promote it and use it, it makes qu really quantum leaps over everything else that, uh, you know, that, 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 that may happen. So, no. yeah, there's a that, quick story. Now, that, I now have the lifeguard stand. It's, at, it's out back uh, in my house. Okay. Uh, I use it for Dancing Santa. I use it for my <laughs> pool, but it's, uh, it, it continues, guys. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so many great things, so many things for, for you to share, and it's only been a short amount of time here, but if people want to learn more about the uh, work you're doing or some of the things you've done in the books, um, how can people find you? Uh, first of all, anytime you want to get a hold of me, look on Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Frank, R-U-D, at Dr. Frank Rudd, and uh, I, I will get back to you, I promise you. You tag me, I'll tag you back or DM you and we could continue this conversation. My website, inspired-leadership.com. You can uh, get my books, uh, Amazon. The latest one is on Amazon. So, you know, pick it up. Awesome. And I'm glad, you know, looping back to the beginning of what we were talking about when you were talking about uh, with Brian about the, the new book and, and passion for anyone who hasn't had a chance to, to connect with Frank or read some of the things that has to be in there because you approach everything with a vigor and, and, and passion that just gets other people going. So I appreciate that for you in this short time that we had a chance to talk today and, and all the work that you've been doing. So thank you so much for stopping on. And, and, and rumor has it that I'm gonna be 
swinging into the podcast that you host uh, in January. So I'm really yes, excited sir. about that. The Empower Half Hour every Wednesday night, uh, 8 p.m. East Coast time, which is us. So yeah, you know, they can figure it out. To the left of us, they can figure that out. Yeah. But we, we yeah. know it's going to do be the- eight, 8 o'clock where we live. <laughs> yeah, do the, do the subtraction, whatever time zone you live in. Yeah, because it changes. Matt, it's been uh, awesome. really a, a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you. Peace and love. Frank, thanks so much. And if you're out there listening, enjoying the stories that we share and you have one, make sure to uh, hit me up either on Twitter. You can DM me at Matthew X Joseph or email me Dr. Matthew X Joseph at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you and love to hear your story as well. So have a great rest of the 2020, Frank, and an amazing 2021. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast brought to you by Anchor. Create, distribute, host your podcast 100% free at anchor.fm. Subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review and share it with your friends. And remember, you don't have to be an educator to listen. Special thanks to Carl Hooker for his influence in getting me started on this project. Dr. Jeff Pritchett for introducing me to Anchor, and Christine Bravesi Weinstein for writing the intro and outro to this podcast, and each and every guest who has shared a small snippet of their educational journeys with us and made us laugh out loud along the way. I'm Matthew X. Joseph, and this is the You Can't Make This Up podcast.